0: Welcome to Tsunami Takeaways, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your teenage years. Each month, we talk about the biggest challenges facing teenagers today and how we overcome them through the Word of God, based on our experience of leading hundreds of teenagers and young adults each week. For more info on Tsunami Takeaways, visit us on all major social media platforms at Tsunami Students.
1: Yo, what's up, guys? This is Tyler. Welcome back to a special edition, special edition Tsunami Takeaways. This can be like rapid fire, short, to the point. What are we calling it? I don't even know. What are we talking about? We actually just told you. We're talking about callings. Somebody tell me. Oh, wait. First of all, let me introduce who's in the room. Always the Nick Bro. Yo. Dallas Keating. Yo, yo. Back for her second time in a row, Miss Bailey Keating. Hey. Y'all, we're super excited. All right, so we're talking callings. Somebody tell me that's a church word, no doubt. If yeah. you went to uh, you went to school tomorrow and you walked up to like your best friend, you're like, "Yo, dude!" And he like say they don't go to church. You're like, "Dude, what's your calling?" And they're gonna be like, "Like my animal call, <laughs> like, a call! like I don't know, like what you want. I don't know what you thought about calling." Okay, so that's that's church lingo for sure. So y'all y'all give me like the simple breakdown. What it was, I mean to have a calling.
2: So definitely a buzzword, and I I feel like uh, as you know veteran Christians and speaking Christianese all the time that we can kind of take words like these for granted and they don't really make sense. But um, I, I mean, I guess I'll just define it the, how I think. I think basically what we believe and and we're talking about, there's multiple types of callings, right? But I think right. in terms of what this podcast is about, we believe that when you become a believer and when you put your faith in Jesus and receive His spirit into your heart, that there is a specific purpose in God's kingdom for your life. And so you basically finding out about this purpose and coming to that revelation and taking steps and moving in that direction, we believe that that is, you know, receiving your calling, I guess, like your God designed purpose to, for what
0: mm-hmm. he has
2: for you in this kingdom. Now I mentioned like there's multiple callings, you know, I think, um, there's a daily call, you know, to, to, multiple daily calls that we have to count the cost, you know, to, to surrender our lives to, you know, love other people and not put anything before God. And then we have kind of seasonal calls, you know, where, um, it's something that's not necessarily a lifelong call, like your, you know, you know, big calling, you know, in quotes, but Mm -hmm. something that's just for a season or for a temporary assignment, you know, maybe it's give me an example. What would be like a, what's a like a seasonal calling, what what would that look like? So I I can give an example in my personal life. I think when I was in college, um, I had an opportunity to serve in a church um, that was uh, about an hour away from where I was um, living, and it was a little bit further than the the church that I was currently attending, but I felt God calling me to move to this church and serve in this, in the season. I knew that I only had two years left of school and it wasn't going to be like a lifelong calling, like this is where I was going to stay. But God was calling me to bless that church, I guess, in that moment and, you know, minister to the young people there. And, and through that, he, God ministered to me in an amazing way. And so I think after that passed, there were things that I took from that season Um, but I didn't necessarily stay in that season.
0: I think there's, um, especially for like youth and high school, middle school students. Um, you know, a lot of times I know me, like you have such this rush to like grow up and get older and like, that's when you'll start your life when you have your job and you're married and that's when you're going to start your purpose, which, um, by the way, like I love that word. That's how I would describe it as purpose. But kind of one of those seasonal callings is like when you are in high school, um, and, like, making the most of the moments there. And, uh, you know, you can't – there's certain things you can't do because you're not, you know, quote, unquote, grown up yet. Um, so kind of, like, making the most of those moments and, and being in – understanding, like, your season and, like, making the most of that season, I think that's kind of, like, another way to have a seasonal calling.
3: What's i uh, – I've got a question. So, you yeah, all pretty well hit on the head. How do you, quote, find your calling? What, like, what's that look like? What's that process or that journey look like?
0: So I think um, for me, and this is actually something that's always been extremely close to my heart, um, which Dallas might can give a different perspective because I feel like I kind of have a flipped perspective. Um, I think a lot of times people, like growing up, Um, They're like, oh, like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, there's so many options out there. Like, I don't, I want to do this. I want to do this. And it changes like throughout the years. And um, for me, it was a little bit different because I always knew what I wanted to do. Um, I always had like a really, really strong desire um, to kind of Be you know in the ministry and i've always had like a strong desire i love speaking i love to sing like that's my that's my passion and just to serve and to communicate with people to communicate what god wants me to communicate in any way shape or form whether it's you know through a message or through a song or whatever like that was my purpose and i've known that since i was. Little. Like, I, that's why I got involved in theaters because I just love to just communicate. Um, it n- didn't necessarily have anything to do with the stage, but I, I do like to be on stage, and it's something that I'm kind of naturally good at. And it's definitely not me, it's all God. It's, it's 100% a gift. Um, but when I was younger, my purpose I felt didn't match my personality which I think it's a lot of times flipped. Like people know who they are and they know what their personality is, but they're so confused on what they want to do with it. But for me, it's like I always knew what I wanted to do, but I had so much fear about it that I just thought God messed up. I was like, God, like I have such this desire to to do these things, but I refuse to sing in church. Like, growing up, I refused because I was too scared. I refused to get up and speak in front of people because I was too scared. And I was like, okay, God, like, you gave me this desire, but I'm just so scared and I'm so shy that you just messed up. And, um, you know, I felt like I didn't have a personality that matched my purpose. And it wasn't until um, my sophomore year of high school when, like, I really just got fed up with it and um, I finally – just started praying for God to help me and he completely just like made made a way Um, and now I'm completely different you know I don't care who's in front of me I'm all over the place Um, but that's kind of like what I kind of forget the question we started with Um, but how it happened to me is I kind of always knew but I felt like I didn't match it Um, and it kind of took a journey um, Cause I don't think it's just like this one moment, which it could be. You know, I always hear my dad. He said that he came home from like youth camp when he was 12, and was like, "God told me I'm going to be called to preach." And so I guess it could be like a, a zap moment. But for me, it was like such just journey of like getting over my fear and um, finding my identity and just reading the word and God helping me and working me and um, you know, still to this day, like, I get a little nervous every time I get on stage, but I just give it all back to him and let him use me um, in whatever way he wants to.
3: How did you embrace that fear?
0: I'm so, sorry. I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> How did you embrace that fear? Like, what did you do?
0: To kind of, like, get over it? Yeah. Um, prayed. Prayed. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: if God called you to it, he'll get you through it. Exactly, you know? right? You gotta, you got to fight that fear with faith.
0: No, I just, um, yeah, I honestly, like, genuinely got so fed up, like, so fed up, and I would get so mad at myself. And one night I was like, "Done." And um, there was something that someone asked me to do, and I was like, "No, I can't do that. Like, there's just no, way I can do that." Um, and I forced myself, and I signed up for it anyway. And I just prayed and prayed and prayed. And from that moment on, um, it's been completely different. So, love it.
1: I feel like you. Everybody has. Specifically, two callings in their life, but you could definitely have a lot. But you have two specific One is like a very general, every Christian has this. Right. It's the Great Commission. You're called to go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And that looks a lot of different ways. A lot of people think your calling has to be like, okay, I'm, a, I'm called to be a preacher. I'm called to be a worship leader. It's uh, so they think that's the only way that they can go about making disciples. But all of us are called to make a disciples. Just in, invite, bring people to church. Talk about your faith. Talk about your relationship. That's it. But then you have a more personal calling or purpose or destiny or whatever you want to call it, where God has He before He man before you were born, God already knew you were going to do this, and with this you're going to you're going to change the world. You're going to change your world. You're going to change your friends and your family, and, and it is now it's up to you to seek God, to understand what that calling is. When you find out, you know, when you discover your creator, you'll discover why you were created, and, and you'll figure it out. And I love Bailey said, like, you said your your characteristics or your character didn't really match up with your calling. Mm. And rarely does it. Man, no, listen, so God much. doesn't always call you to do something that you're, like, already capable of doing. Right. He wants there to be the faith factor where, oh, man, the only way I'm able to do this is if, if you're with lean. me. You know, yeah. like, you go, we look at Moses. Moses is like, I have a speech impediment, but you're telling me that I am the guy that's supposed to go in and tell everybody to follow me and lead people out? Like, God, I can't do this without you. And and God's like, exactly. You know, (laughs) like I heard the phrase the other day, or it was a long time ago, like God won't, God doesn't like check your bank account before he asks you to write a check. You know, Mm -hmm. he just wants you to write it and trust him with it. And I feel like the very same thing is with with callings. And I've also heard this like, you don't find your calling, your your calling finds you. Mm-hmm. you know like you you as you, you make yourself available God whatever you want me to do because a lot of people are like God hey I want to be a preacher I want to be a preacher I want to be a preacher but God might not be calling you to be a preacher so you got to let that calling come and find you and I think honestly I think the I think like me as a preacher I do feel like my calling was to be a preacher I felt like I got the easy way out because if what if you don't want to be a preacher then you're like okay well now what's my calling they like, do you could be a car salesman and that could be your calling because you get to see new people every day and meet brand new people. And, and every day you get to tell 15 different people that you, hey, bro, you walk with Christ and you have Christ within you. You can be a doctor where, where right. you go and you speak hope and you speak faith. And you're like, man, you know what? I'll be honest with you. It doesn't look good, but I can pray with you right here, right now, if you would like that. And that's your calling. In and, and people's most vulnerable moments, you're there to, to speak life and to be a light into the world. That's your calling.
3: What does, um, as a youth pastor or uh, as a a pastor of a church, what are some general, like, areas that someone might feel called to to serve in the church? No, so we've got examples of, like, being a doctor and helping people or, you know, so, like, in a youth service, someone wants to get plugged in. They feel called to do something, but they don't know what. Like, what is out there for them to do?
1: Well, luckily, our church, we have, you know, we have Start Living, where you'll actually go take an assessment where we can get you based off your personality. But here's what I get most of the time. Everybody thinks they're called to be a preacher. Mm. I get that all the time. I feel like I want to speak. I feel like I'm called to be a, a, a preacher. And my always my go-to question is, okay, how many Bible studies have you taught lately? Yeah. And they're like, huh, uh, none. I'm like, okay, so you want to step in front of you know upwards of a hundred young people and try to preach to them, but you you're actually saying you're not actually willing to sit down one-on-one with somebody and talk about the gospel, yeah. you know? And, and, and so to me, like, dude, the best we say the best ability is availability you know like it, put yourself out there come up if you if you feel like you're called to, to preach your first thing you need to do is say hey go up to your youth pastor and say you know hey whatever you need me to do I'm willing to do it you need somebody to stack chairs you need somebody to, to clean up after service you need somebody mm-hmm. to pass out water you need somebody to run pro presenter whatever you need me to do bro I'm here for it I, I, I'm just I'm readily available I was taught me whenever I was growing up before I even received my calling to be a preacher, my youth pastor told me, don't ever go up and ask to speak. Mm, if you come yeah. and ask to speak, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Because that was instilled in me. Like I still, dude, I, I, I feel very heavily about that. They're so, like, dude, that's, that's like your hunger for the microphone and not for you know, the, the word or the opportunity. But what you want to do is you want to show this youth pastor, to, like, hey, bro, God's working in my life, and I, I'm wanting it to flow through me to be a blessing unto others. And I want you to notice this. And whenever you think the time's right, let me have that that opportunity. You know, we do youth takeovers every now and then. We're always asking, like I send out texts text to our staff, who's been standing out lately? You know, we have our Tsunami Connect nights where we get into connect groups. Like who is a leader? Who stepped up and was leading in these groups? That's who we want to be the speakers. Because mm-hmm. we always have young men and women who want to speak, but then we actually watch them in the service and they don't worship and they don't pray. They don't engage with anybody. They're always the ones that are in the, the drama or the gossip of the group. And you're just like, dude, it's not lining up. You know, if you feel like you're called, listen, that's a, that's a life thing. It's a character oh. thing. And you gotta, you gotta pursue that calling and allow God to operate and work through you.
2: I think if I had to give two pieces of advice, just based on my own experience, one, we talked about that daily call of a different standard of being an image bearer of Christ. That is your most important call that you could ever do before you get called to any type of assignment. Uh, a lot of times And I know in my own life, I was trying to flip that around and I was trying to align God's will with my own will rather than aligning my will with God's will. And that that changing of your will comes through operating that daily call of a different standard. If you're walking and talking and, you know, and living um, as Christ every single day, then he's going to order your steps and he's going to, you know, align your will to his and his will is perfect. And I think the second tip that i would give is uh and i i totally got this off of a a podcast somewhere so if it sounds good it wasn't from me but um in john chapter one and i was reading this the other day uh john the baptist you know goes before jesus and is is the forerunner for christ's ministry and they asked him if he was the christ and he said no absolutely not i'm not him they asked him if he said they asked him are you uh you know one of the prophets are you like the the coming back of Elijah. He's like, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm just preparing a way for somebody that is coming. And I think what we can take from that is decide what you're not before you decide who you are. And that comes with identity. Like, you have to say, and I'm not talking about, when I say decide what you're not, I don't mean decide that I'm not a preacher or decide that I'm not a worship leader or decide that I'm not some role, but decide that I'm not my former self. That I've, I've become incorporated in Christ and I'm not who I used to be. I'm not the sinner that that was defining my life before god's grace but i am incorporated for christ in christ i'm chosen i am you know a new creature i am a new creation and i have a purpose and a plan that god has set out for me so deciding what you're not and incorporating that with your daily call is going to ultimately lead you i think to Love to that. your true purpose mm-hmm.
1: i feel like so also good. to tie in on that what you're not you're not the main thing no. right yeah. john the babb's like no it's not me There's this guy coming after me, so even like, dude, if you're a preacher, you know, I I feel like that's one of the major callings that people identify with. Understanding that when you're up there, it's not so that you can, so that your words are heard. Right. You know, know, whenever you preach a message, it's not to point at you and look how much you know. It's always to give unto others. Mm -hmm. John the the Baptist saying that you're not
2: up there. He said, "I must decrease, and he must increase." Absolutely. That's that's if that's not your mentality, then absolutely then you know, your head's in the wrong place. And I think like
0: what else is, um, cool kind of about that is like, not only was John the Baptist saying like, no, like it's not me, like I'm preparing the way for someone else. But, um, him knowing that he needed to say that because who was coming was going to touch others way more than John the Baptist ever could. John the Baptist baptized so many people, but he knew that he was preparing for somebody that was about to do more in people's lives. So kind of understanding that, you know, whenever you step into your calling, it's one, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. But one, it's not about you, it's about others. And, and
2: John had to be okay that Jesus was going to come in and steal his disciples from him. Exactly. And was going to baptize more people than he was baptizing. Oh, that's so cool. He had to be okay with taking a backseat to the whole thing when he, you know, was living his life as it, kind of in front of the camera and, you know, on the scene and, you know, center of public attention. But Jesus kind of being Jesus, like, took that all away from him. And he was okay with that.
3: I think something I don't like to use this term but for the sake of this moment right now I will use it. I think we need to normalize taking a back seat. Like we don't have to have the camera and or the the mics in our in our hands. We don't have to be the one who's preaching youth conferences or camps. Like it is very much acceptable to run sound and run lights and to help be a just a piece of this puzzle and just be a vessel and be used whatever it looks like. If it's like brother brother Tyler said way back in the day it's like it's okay to plunge toilets. It's okay to be the person who's doing the lowest of the low. It's okay to, you know, just play a part and not be the main thing. Cause even the person who is preaching is not even close to the main thing. And the, I think the quicker that we get a hold of that mentality is, is when we can really start being effective with what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. But
2: even in those things, like I still, you know, those are the, ro- the roles that are less seen, you know, compared to being a preacher, but right. like, what about the things that literally no one else is going to see, like you committing yourself to prayer yeah. or committing yourself right. to fasting or being like a friend of God, like Abraham was like that calling is so, so much important. And there's like so much to unpack there that you can mm-hmm. do for the kingdom of God. But the point of it is, is that if you don't have your foundation, right, you're not going to finish well and finishing well matters more than anything else. You can be the center of attention and, and, you know, be on the biggest stage in front of tens of thousands of people. But, you know, if you fall and don't get back up and and reject that and reject your daily call, you didn't finish well. And, like, what did that all profit you? You gained the whole world and lost your soul. And we're seeing
1: that so much right now Mm -hmm. in these mega churches where Mm -hmm. these pastors are falling. And essentially you forgot your first calling. Your first love. You forgot that, oh, man, I have to walk with God in everything that I do. Yeah, I I am called to pastor these thousands of people and that's so glamorous and so cool and and awesome. But if you don't like you're saying, if you don't have the foundation laid, you're not gonna you're not gonna finish well at all. And we're seeing that so sadly, but so often now, it's almost like every week or two weeks you're hearing about a major a major church pastor having to step down for for, you know, different reasons, but it all stems back to, you, man, they forgot that first call.
0: And not only do you have to remember it, but I feel like in today's culture, you have to protect it because that's, I mean, culture in the world is like, is after that calling. Even, um, you know, like your first calling of just like identifying as a Christian and identifying and being called to just be a daily worshiper and to be in, you know, daily communion and relationship with Christ. Like that is something that's so precious and you have to protect it for sure.
2: People people aren't willing to go the distance and, and run the marathon that Scripture talks about. We're too focused on the sprint. And I think I'm talking to myself here because mm-hmm. we're so yeah. narrow-minded and yeah. so focused on the short term that we forget that it takes, like, decades. Like, yeah. in this, it's a marathon. And Jesus walked the earth for 30 years before he unleashed a ministry yeah. of three and a half years. Like, yeah. It just blows my mind that um, that God works in that way. Like He works so kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, you know, compared to to what we're used to. And um, but and He wasn't just waiting thirty
1: years. He was working oh, yeah. thirty right. years. Right. You know, he was in the temple as a child, yeah. quoting the scriptures to amazing people. Like he was working that wait. Waiting for that moment, for sure. And,
2: and I'll say this, too, because I heard this today as well. The um, You think about the story of Joseph. You know, you think about uh, Joseph was a dreamer. He'd received these dreams that, you know, his father and his whole family was going to be bowing down to him and that, uh, you know, he was uh, he was going to live that out. And um, he, you could say it was a calling in a way. It was a dream from God given to him by God. He didn't necessarily choose that, but he, you know— God took him on the most roundabout way mm-hmm. to end up to that. But listen to this. He was in the jail and was hearing other people's dreams, hearing the dream of the baker, hearing the dream of the cupbearer, and seeing those dreams happen and be fulfilled instantly. But his dream that he received oh, years wow. ago had not been fulfilled. He And God was using him to interpret those dreams, but – it was like they were his his own dream wasn't being fulfilled. So don't get discouraged if you see other people around you that maybe like a flash in a pan or God is kind of moving them along faster than he is you. Because I know I have. I've I've seen people around me that are that are doing amazing, amazing things for God. But I don't get discouraged because I know the dream that God has put in my heart and I know that. He gave me a word, and I can stand on that word. It's going to come to pass in due season.
0: Yeah, sure. that's awesome. I mean, the whole
1: journey of Joseph, he had to go in that process because mm-hmm. each, you know, we, we talk about it was a bad situation, being sold into slavery, lied about, going into, you know, going, thrown into prison, all these things. They were all key factors in preparing to him to building. be the man that he had to be for that. He was the only man in all of Egypt that was capable of, of being in that role. It's because of what he endured and what he right. went through. Had God given him the dream, it then immediately put him in the palace. Dude, you're not qualified. You're <laughs> right. not you're gonna wreck not just your life, you're gonna wreck your country's
0: life. Yeah. yeah.
1: But every step was in this marathon. It was it was a thirty year marathon for him, you know. Uh, to get him prepared to to be the man. And everything that he went through, you're like, oh, I can't believe he went through that. It prepared him. It strengthened him. It equipped him. It gave him the wisdom and the knowledge that nobody else in that room had, but he did because of each step.
3: Something that I've learned is you got to handle these, these callings very humbly. Uh, like we said a, a little bit ago, it's very rarely, if ever, that what God's calling you to do is something that you're very good at. And it can be very easy to get arrogance. Oh, God's called me to be a preacher or whatever. And, or whatever it might be. And you got to handle it very humbly and carefully because you you don't get to where you're you're going. And it, it shouldn't be simple. There have been times where, you know, whenever I was first asked to lead the switch, like, I'm, and I'm just being vulnerable, I cried myself to sleep because it was horrifying several nights in a row. Like, that's something that, whenever you get your calling or something that God's wanting you to do, that it is not, it's not going to be easy or light. He wants you to stretch. He wants you to depend on his faith. And I've had to learn how to depend on God strengthening me Mm -hmm. and just learning to be uh, humble and and understanding that if you don't depend on God, whatever you're trying to do is going to crash and burn. And you just, you've got to, you've got to be in daily communication with God
1: and devotion with him. Absolutely. I think your calling should absolutely crush you at the beginning. Yeah. Knock you down to your knees where you do have to fully rely on him. That's yep. exactly where he wants you to be. You know, if He if he's just like looking over your life and like, oh, okay, Nick, you're really good at this. I'm just going to go ahead and call you to do this. That doesn't require any faith on yeah. your part at all. Mm-hmm. You're already using my natural talent and abilities, you know, but he's going to pick something that's going to stretch you and make you be 100% Reliant upon him, like God. If you, I'm gonna do this, but if you're not with me, I'm gonna crash and burn. Yeah. Right. But if you're with me, I can do this. And when I'll say this too: you never receive a calling that is gonna put you above any task. Mm-hmm. Oh no. We're like, oh, well, I'm a pastor. I don't need to put the chairs no. out. No, like, that's below me. Like get get somebody get somebody that's called to be a church putter, uh, yeah. a chair putter out, let's oh, them do it. You know, your your calling is. You said it. It should humble you. Mm-hmm. utmost Your your calling just. It, it's a a. A straight up punch to the gut with humbleness. They're like, "Oh man, God is, God is choosing me, right, to be used in this area or this field." Right. All right, so so to wrap up, this is what I want to do. I want you to I want to ask y'all, how do you find your calling? Say you're a teenager right now, and you like, you hear people that they they preach about how they're called is. What do I need to do? What are some great general steps to be called or to, receive, to to find out what my calling is? And then two, what is your personal calling? How did it come about? What have you done for the steps to to kind of walk into that calling or that purpose? And just we'll just kind of wrap up with that.
3: Yeah. So I think if you're if you feel that you're hearing from God, you've heard a message preached, a kind of a call to action type message, and you feel led to do something, whether it be actually preaching or setting out chairs, whatever it might be. I think the first thing you should do is communicate with your pastor or your youth pastor, or a mentor, whoever it is that you go to for advice or direction i think they need to be in the loop because they're going to be the person that employs you to do these things i think that's a phenomenal first step i think after that you should continue to be in prayer i think that if you hear something and then stop talking to god about it it's hard to lose sight of that or it's easy to lose sight of that i think you need to be in communication with your leaders and with, with god or let's do it backwards you need to talk to god about it and to talk to your leaders about it
0: mm-hmm. i think um kind of a something i've thought about a while ago that has um just kind of been something I've leaned back on is um that scripture that um ask and it shall be given seek and you shall find knock and it shall be open um I kind of like translated that to um you know like when you're trying to figure out like what you want to do or maybe there's something you're praying for or you're trying to find out maybe your purpose or or really anything um one is ask, which is through prayer, so you need to always be in prayer about it. Two is seek, which you seek in his word. And then three is knock, and knocking is an action. So just serve, like serve, 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 serve.
2: I think both, both of you guys said, like, amazing things that I I probably would have said. So I guess the, the thing for me that I would say is um, it's no excuse to – not get involved just because you don't know exactly what you want to do. Like you 110%, even if you don't know if you want to sing, if you want to play, if you want to be on hospitality team or if you want to be on, you know, setup team, tear down, whatever it is, you need to get involved before you know. Because I think, you know, most of the time by getting involved, you will kind of discover your purpose. Uh, You know, I think start living is a really, really great step. We've already mentioned that. If you go to Living Way um, or whatever, you know, if you go to another church, whatever, uh, you know, thing that they have in place to or process and to get people involved. Uh, and the second thing we've, we talked a lot about prayer, but I guess like I'll take a different approach and, and say, how do we pray? Um, just speaking from experience, and I feel like super convicted saying this, but if you're just praying, uh, God, let your will be done. Uh, I trust you. I still think that that's a selfish prayer. And I think it is in my own life just because we
1: did all the pressure on him. To right. Do
2: and I think, I think I've talked about this before, but, uh, the purpose in this moment, in this type of prayer is to align your will to God's will. And so it's still making it about you. If you just say, I trust you and, uh, you know, have your way in my life. Um, if you would, Praise God and worship God, and make it all about Him. It it's, it sounds so crazy, but you'll start praying, and then like y- you'll hear things come out of your mouth. That's like, whoa! I just said that. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I just got deeper into my heart level than just surface level. If God lets your will be done, it's almost like God is. I mean, and I'm just speaking from experience here. It's almost like God will just speak to you through the desires of your heart. And like when they align with his, with they align with his word and they align with his his heart, like I think you found something there. I think you found like a nugget um, that, you know, he's given you. So I think just pray and receive that and try to go deeper than just surface level. Try to like really dig deep into your heart um, and find gods in the process.
1: I love it. I love you. Just get involved. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a lot, I always, you know, I've been taught and I teach today, you don't know until you go. Like just get involved in a lot of areas. It's not going to be that your calling is going to be the one that you're the best at. But you will feel at peace about it because you're li- literally you're living out your God-given destiny in your life. And it doesn't mean you're going to be great at it at the beginning. In fact, I don't think you should be good at it. I think that should really just launch your lifelong pursuit of, hey, God, I need you to help me. God needs you to help me to get better and get better and get better. But you will be at peace with it. You know, and just put yourself in these different areas. Because by putting yourself out there, you'll be able to eliminate a lot real quick. Well, I'm definitely not called to do that. Not feeling fair, not feeling there. But, man, there's just something here. Whenever I serve in this area, you know, whether it be a guest follow-up, where I'm the first person that they hear from after they attend a service, I, I love that so much. I get such a, a – just a, a fulfillment within me it, that might be it. And you can start to feel that and mm-hmm. use that to drift you towards your
0: calling. Yeah, I think that feeling that fulfillment – Um, like I get – so much fulfillment, like just even just taking someone out to lunch and just like connecting with somebody like that brings me life <laughs> and I love it and I know that that's such a huge part of you know my personal calling is just um connecting with people and communicating yeah,
2: this is like I don't, I don't want to extend the podcast longer than it needs to go, but um if you're if fulfillment fulfillment is great, but fulfillment is your only gauge uh, of your purpose, then I think you're off base because a lot of times like fulfillment is just based on your perspective. So a lot of times you may be in the right purpose, but you need to change your perspective a little bit. Um, I think, uh, I think about the story of like Elijah and, and the, you know, the schools of the prophets. And he said, you know, God, I'm the only one left. I And he was like, no, I got, you know, thousands. And, and we see that God, I mean that Elijah rather, uh, went and, like, ministered to the schools of the prophets because, like, God changed his perspective, you know? So there was, like, a fulfillment that came there, even though he was doing the same thing. He was, like, and a lot of times I think the perspective is he's making it is other, others focused, okay. you know, now that I say it out loud. but uh, Your calling's anyways. not for you.
1: Yep. Right. It's God, how can I be a blessing? How are you going to use me to reach other people for your kingdom? How are you going to use me to increase the influence of you here on earth? If that's from a pulpit, awesome. If it's from a desk job, awesome. If it's me just being kind, encouraging, and looking for lonely people at school tomorrow, use me to reach other people. All right. Lastly, let me go, Nick. What is your calling if you've gotten it, and how did you get it? If you haven't, how are you pursuing it?
3: Yeah. Man, this is tough because I was gonna I was gonna tag onto this earlier, but I kind of forgot about it. it. Your calling changes so much, and it's it's not this is what you're going to do for life. Those are seasonal callings, like Dallas had said. And that when I first started, when I decided, you know, I'm going to do something, whether it, whatever it might be. And in 2018, I, I, I went to Hawaii on a mission trip, and then again in 2019 to Japan. um, Two phenomenal, life-changing trips. And I was dead set. I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to whatever it might be. And... I, one well, of the first things I did when I got back from Japan was I, I, I sat down with, with pastor and, and he said, let's grow a little bit. So I'm, I'm growing in that area and I've still got a soft spot for, for missions. I think me and Jace are going to go on some once, you know, we, we tie this knot and, and, and become, become one. Cause I know she wants to do missions also. So just knowing that that might still be in the, you know, that's in the back of my mind, that might be something that God wants me to, to do later on in life. But, and then absolutely right now I'm, 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 of course, serving Tsunami uh, alongside Brother Tyler and doing whatever he needs, um, and then uh, leading the switch, um, our college ministry, our, our young adult, um, just pouring in to, to those students and just loving them and encouraging encouraging them and, and moving them in the right direction and getting them prepared to do something um, for the kingdom of God, and, and that's where I'm at, and being open to change, you know, God, wherever it is that you want me to go, whatever it is, if you want me to, if you want me to go be a missionary in Uganda, if you want me to stay here and lead the switch for the rest of my life, if you want me to, to help Tyler, you know, with connect groups, uh, clean toilets, whatever it might be, just being willing and being moldable and being prepared for uncomfortability.
1: Love it. Dallas and Bailey, same question, but Another question. Y'all are both pastors' kids. Do y'all feel like there's a lot more pressure on y'all to have a certain calling because your dad's the pastor? Do you feel like you're feeling pressure to almost walk in the same footsteps where, like, we feel like your calling also needs to be in ministry? And if and did you ever have to, like, kind of tiptoe or battle that where you're like, maybe, you know what, God, like, I don't know if I do want to be a pastor or a preacher or a worship leader. I kind of, what if I just want to have, like, a secular job and still be used? Did y'all, did y'all battle any of that?
2: I'll say for myself, uh, I definitely, definitely did. It was never, like, spoken, you know, or expected that, you know, Dallas, you're going to be in ministry. Uh, But you just kind of feel that, like, subconsciously. Um, But I will say this. I don't—I think uh, as far as my calling is concerned, like, I don't have a problem saying that my calling is is ministry— Um, just because of the way that the church was presented to to me growing Mm -hmm.
0: up, um,
2: the church was always presented as like a beautiful thing. And even though there's problems because it's full of, you know, people and, you know, we have problems inherently, it was presented as, as so life-giving and and so purpose-driven. And, uh, I really feel like I... I grew up not necessarily knowing exactly, and I still m- may not know exactly where I want to be involved in this beautiful thing called the church. But I I know that I want to be a part of God's church, and I want to you know mm-hmm. make it more beautiful and and leave it better than I found it. I guess yeah. love it.
0: Um, uh, same. I was gonna you know say the same thing as Dallas says. Um, just the way that we were raised and the way that our parents always presented the church for us was something that um like Dal said, was a beautiful thing. So both of us knew that that's what we wanted to continue. Um, I think for me, um, you know, kind of Dow said it was a battle of, you know, can he get a secular job and, like, go to secular school um, and still be in the ministry? Um, for me, I always struggled, and I'm not trying to be any type of way, but um, with being a, a, a girl um, and kind of figuring out where that fit in um you know all of the women in my family are pastor's wives like without exception um and so you know for me it was like this standard of okay like am i just gonna like marry a pastor um which i've kind of have learned that i'm gonna have like this or i hope and i pray that um and by the grace of god i will have a a ministry for myself And, um, of course, like, in the future, like, I want to find someone that fits that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a pastor. Um, And, you know, I know that there are things that, like, I'm called to do that um, probably back in the day, like, was kind of taboo for a woman to do. Um, And I have by no means never felt, like, suppressed or anything like that. But it is a little uncomfortable, Um, I think, sometimes for a guy. Um, it's like, oh, I'm called to the ministry. I'll be a pastor. Um, for girls, it's like, I'm called to the ministry. I'll dot, dot, dot. Um, and so again, and I think kind of the common thread with all of us is, um, we've all kind of said like, well, we know our calling is ministry and we don't know what that always looks like. Um, and I think that's kind of the common thread because I would say the same thing. Like I'm, you know, serving right now and, Tsunami and um, you know, I know that this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, and you know, God will order the steps in that as long as I'm I'm willing.
1: That's a great insight, great great look into it. Me personally, I man, I come from a long lineage of, of pastors and, and preachers in my family, and I ran from it my entire life. Like my young adult or I mean, not even, teenage years growing up, I didn't want to be a preacher. Like I wanted to be a successful lawyer and make a lot of money and go out and buy lots of fancy things you know but my especially my grandpa was always telling me tyler i feel like you're going to be a preacher tyler i feel like you're a preacher but it never clicked until my youth pastor started investing into me and he's the one who like called me aside like (laughs) pun intended Mm -hmm. uh and that's why i say like your calling will find you and he's the one who started like to instill me and kind of he kind of led with vision and he painted this picture of like, Hey dude, this is what you're doing and everything you're doing is like what a leader does. And and like you have uh, the respect of your peers and they listen when you speak and like where you lead, they're going to follow. And he's like, if you could turn that into like into a ministry as a pastor, like you'll, you'll be able to really do a lot of great for the kingdom of God. And, And so he said that I accepted it. I was scared. I was nervous. I was excited. I was thrilled. It was so many emotions and then for the next year and a half he invested into me every day and i never spoke one time in tsunami during that that entire year and a half like he's like do you you're gonna be a you're gonna be a great preacher one day and he never asked me to preach for a year and a half but what i did is i helped in the band I learned how to run sound. I learned propresenter. I did guest follow up. I brought kids to and from from church. I did everything but speak. Yeah. And then, like once he he took a church and he left. In literally the very week after that, I I spoke for the very first time. But I was ready. Was it great? Absolutely not. You know. But I was I was I was ready because I had been being you know molded and in, in, in i was being taught and discipled essentially to 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 love people and to do whatever is willing whatever is necessary whatever needs to be done do it if you have the ability to do it you have the responsibility to do it and, and so you know i was called to be like to me my calling i feel like i'm called to be a leader of leaders mm-hmm. and to help other leaders rise up and create even more leaders to be a pastor of pastors and and, and but In all of that, I'm called to be a student as well and to keep growing and to keep learning. And and just If something is given to me, I want to give it to somebody else. I want every blessing that comes to me to flow through me to somebody else because I believe as long as I'm willing to do that, God's going to keep pouring it into me. But the moment that I'm saying, okay, this is just for me and nobody else, I don't want anybody to get to my level, I'll never go to another level. But as long as I'm willing to, to pour into others and help other people get to my level, I'll always have somebody to pour into me to get me up. And so... You can say, dude, my calling you should just be a student. Just keep learning. Keep keep reading the word. Keep praying the word. Keep saying, God, just reveal it to me. And then whatever you give to me, God, it's not staying here. It's gonna flow right through me. And we pursue it. Yeah. Keep asking. It sure. Freaks me out even to this day. Yeah. I have so many days where I'm like, Bro, why why God definitely made a mistake. You are not the man for this job. But then there are days where you're like, Oh God, you are so good. That was so amazing that you allowed me to be a part of this. It's 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 the craziest roller coaster of your life. But man, it's the goods are so good. And the lows are so bearable because you know you're doing it for a mission. You know you're doing this for a purpose. It's so good. We said at the beginning of this podcast it was gonna be rapid fire, short to the point, but we're at like forty two minutes. And are we really? It's so good though, Hey-o. man. Time flies when you when you we're I feel like fired. I'm learning I feel like I feel like I'm learning stuff about us as we go though. This is cool, man. I enjoy it. Sweet guys. Well we love you. We hope yes. you we hope, man, I know calling is such a it's so hard to unpack a calling in a in a forty minute podcast. You know, this yeah. is this is we could talk on this for a month straight. Yeah, we could. Uh, there's so much to go into, and then once you start to discover it, it's even more layers you start to peel back. You know, mm-hmm. but hey, listen, we're praying for you that if you know you're 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 feeling that call, you're feeling that tug by God to do something, but you're just not sure what it is. Listen, my prayer is that God is going to open your eyes and your heart and your mind to discover what it is, and that you go into it wholeheartedly with everything that you have and you work to it at the best of your ability
0: yeah
3: we're proud of y'all um if you ever have questions about hey what do you think about this i mean we're all free to to talk there's nothing that would get me more excited than hearing hey i'm i feel like i'm called to do something i'll talk to you for hours yeah
1: find us on social media send us a message you know dms at at tsunami students at and all Facebook, Instagram, yeah. find us on on Twitter, anything. Find us, send us a message, we'll, we'll get back to you. We might even have like a, dude, like a listener uh, review Ooh, session, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, these are some questions that were dropped. Let's I answer like them. That's pretty yeah. sweet.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, look at that. We're giving vision right now. <laughs> God's calling us to do it, you know? so sure. Hey, guys, y'all take care. We love you guys. We can't wait love to y'all. be with y'all again. Peace.